0: Welcome to Personal Legend, a show about up-and-coming leaders, visionaries, and creatives, and their journey in living a life true to oneself. Hi, I'm Sean Deal, and today we're going to be talking about fears. So how do you conquer the fears that are keeping you from becoming the best version of yourself and pursuing your purpose? To answer this question, I'm going to dive deeper into a couple of my biggest fears and how I'm conquering them even now. And so two of my biggest fears are one, my fear of failure, and two, my fear of dying without ever really living. And a couple of tools that have been really helpful for me with conquering fears are compassion and new experiences. And in addition, here are a couple quotes that I really like that revolve around fear. The first is by Yoda from Star Wars. Named must your fear be, before banish it, you can. The second is by Confucius, a Chinese philosopher. He who says he can, and he who says he can't, are both usually right. To recap from the previous episode, I broke down how I surrendered and let go of pride, ego, and greed in order to experience true freedom, executional prowess, and unified community. And through practicing the art of surrendering and letting go, I found that achieving your dreams isn't just about reaching the end destination, but it's also about who you become in the journey. And what's even more important than who you become individually is who we all become together. Although I've grown a lot and become a better person throughout this crazy journey, I still find it difficult to even trust myself at times. And I know the trust issues I have with myself stems from the mistakes that I've made in my life, and some of which are less forgiving. And forgiveness is one of the hardest yet most critical step in letting go of the past and moving on with the present. But how do you even find the compassion for yourself? I find it incredibly difficult because you have to revisit the pains of your past, sit with the negative emotions, and try to empathize with your past self and the past situation. And if you don't properly heal the wounds of your past, they will continue to hurt you and perhaps even become infected. And to reframe, trust issues with any relationship, especially with yourself, means that there are cracks in your foundation. And inevitably, fear creeps through the cracks and spreads into other areas of your life, like cracked pavement forming a pothole. And in these moments, you are prone to getting stuck and paralyzed. So how do you deal with all the personal trust issues and underlying fears? The fears of getting spread too thin, falling behind, Being incompetent, being illegitimate, being alone, being isolated, making a mistake and choosing the wrong path, digressing in life, not having financial stability, failure, dying without living. One of my biggest fears is my fear of failure which naturally surfaced as I pursued entrepreneurship through podcasting and life coaching. And I found that the root cause of this fear stems from my experience with investment banking and management consulting. So in previous episodes, you've heard me talk about investment banking. But to summarize, during my junior year in college, I worked really hard to get this summer internship. And I sacrificed so much of who I am as a person to make sure that I can get it. Everything from working out, socializing with friends, hobbies, interests, and eventually, my hard work would pay off. I would get the summer internship, but then now I flash forward to the actual internship, and now I have to work even harder to make sure that I can get a full-time job. And so then I was just tunneled visioned and making sure that I performed and gave it everything that I possibly could. And to even give you a sense of how hard I was working, I even clocked in 100 hours in one week. And then flash forward to the end of the internship, I find that I'm not getting the full-time job. And this hurt because I put in so much into making this work. It felt like all that time, energy, and effort leading up to this moment was wasted. And a part of that pain stuck with me because I had that feeling that I wasn't enough. But I knew I had to move on. So then I pivoted to management consulting. And so now it's my senior year in college and I am locked in on getting that offer in management consulting. And so now in terms of preparation, I had a very similar mindset as before, except now I'm living a more well-balanced life. I did find some early success, you know, having a couple final round interviews, but I didn't get it. Although this hurt, I thought to myself, okay, maybe I didn't give myself enough time to prep. And so I stayed an extra quarter in college So I could try again the following year so now flash forward to that moment and I'm doing everything I possibly can to prepare I'm doing everything I can to be the best candidate and now I'm actually seeing that my hard work is paying off I'm interviewing at some of the top consulting firms in the world being McKinsey and Bain particularly for Bain I got all the way to the final round interview and I remember the day of the final round interview so clearly I got to the interview side two hours in advance. I did some preparation, but mainly wanted to get my mind and energy right. And I remember feeling so nervous because this felt like my championship game. This was my NBA finals. And I was so nervous that for the first time, I yacked before the interview. So I clean up and then after that, I go to the interview. It was roughly around an hour and a half. I remember leaving, ah, you know, thinking, damn, like, you know, I could have done better here or there, but I knew at the end of the day, I did everything that I possibly could. And so now I just have to play the waiting game. And it was nerve wracking. I'm constantly, you know, refreshing my emails, waiting to hear back. And eventually I find that I didn't get it. This was heartbreaking because I was right at the mountaintop. I was so close to working at one of the top consulting firms in the world. It's like, damn, it would have been nice to be drafted by the LA Lakers. But I knew that I had to move on. And so I shifted my focus towards smaller boutique firms. And if I couldn't get an offer from any of these firms, then the management consulting door really has closed on me. And I would have to find another profession to pursue. And so fortunately, I did get another interview. I even made it to the final round interview, but I also got the same result. I didn't get the full-time offer. And so this devastated me because I put in so much time, energy, and effort to make sure that I could make this work, and it didn't. And the feelings that I had from investment banking resurfaced. The feelings that I wasn't enough. The feeling of being a failure. Now the feeling of being lost. Because what am I supposed to do now? And I remember entering a very dark place. I began internalizing and believing that I was a failure, that I wasn't enough. And I kept digging myself in this hole. I had nothing to look forward to in life. I couldn't find the joys in life. And eventually I would break down and cry. And I just remember having those days, being locked up in my room, blinds closed, dark room, trying to figure out what's next. And over time, kept looking on LinkedIn for new opportunities and kept applying. And I remember scrolling on LinkedIn one day and I find that a small consulting shop is looking for an analyst and... This is odd because most consulting shops are done with recruiting at this point. Most consulting shops are done with looking for new hires. And so of course I applied and I got it. And I was extremely happy because all that hard work finally paid off. And I would be able to accomplish my goal of working in management consulting. And I was even proud of myself because even though all hope was lost, I still kept fighting. And I was extremely grateful for the opportunity because I would meet some great people and learn a lot. But the feeling of being a failure, the feeling of not being enough, still lingered. And even though the feeling wasn't as prominent as before, I knew it was still there. Now, the stakes are higher with entrepreneurship. Go big or go home win big, or lose it all. So you can imagine how the fear of failure and the fear of not being enough are amplified in this situation. So the implications of pursuing entrepreneurship means I risk the financial security necessary to take care of my blood-related family now and eventually start my own family with the woman I love. And sure, I could always find a stable job, pick myself up, and start anew. However, my parents are getting closer to retirement. And although my parents never put financial pressure on me, I acknowledge the financial burden that they've been carrying their entire life eventually needs to fall somewhere. And where else but on the shoulders of their eldest child. In terms of my significant other, she's on a biological timeline. And yeah, I know it may be a little premature to talk about you know marriage and kids with her because I'm only 24 (laughs) Um, but I would like to think that she's the one and I would see a future with her and I do want to make sure that I set myself up for that future starting now and so She has her own expectations and goals of when she wants to get married, buy a home, and have kids. But given the nature of entrepreneurship, I don't even know what this business is gonna look like five years from now. So naturally, this causes misalignment and puts a strain on the relationship. Again, I'm 24 years old, and her timeline of settling down is even within the five-year horizon, and it's approaching quickly. So I may not have as much time as I think I do, to accomplish everything I want. So yeah, I have a sense of what a worst case scenario can look like, relationally, financially, and more. But what if I fail? What if I have to suffer all of the consequences of my decision? But despite all of it, I also believe the best time to make such a huge bet on myself is right now. And not when I'm 35 years old and settle down with even more to lose. And if I'm married at that point, That huge bet may even lead to divorce. So right now, I know I must stay the course, but how do I break through this fear of failure to start, I have to show compassion for my past self because I honestly did everything that I possibly could to succeed. And that's really all that I can ask for. So the next step for me was to forgive myself and being optimistic helped me with forgiveness. I began to label those past experiences as redirection rather than rejection. Everything happens for a reason, I would tell myself. And this is where my mindset really shifts from one that is based on fear to one that is based on faith. From there, I also have to honor my past successes because I'm not as much of a failure as I think I am. Even going back, I played varsity basketball and was the MVP of my team. I graduated from a top university and I still had the unique experience of working in both investment banking and management consulting. Although these past experiences are very different from my new entrepreneurial path, I've developed a strong character that has allowed me to push through the times of adversity and this strong character has allowed me to succeed back then, and it will allow me to succeed even now. So now. I need to define an action plan to dissolve my fears. I need to define new experiences to disprove the new variation of my fear of failure. So an action plan for my life coaching venture can look like 1 enrolling in a coaching training program to educate myself, 2 deeply understand the pain points of my target market, 3 create a unique service that brings great value to my clients. Four, secure my first paying client. And five, grow my client base and so forth. So from there, I just need to get my ass to work, put in the time and with each key milestone, celebrate my successes and then carry on as they say. This entrepreneurial path is filled with high peaks and low valleys. And especially during the lowest of lows, you naturally become the most susceptible to fear. And when I experienced the lowest of lows, I would second guess my decision to pursue entrepreneurship, and then the corporate call would keep ringing, tempting me to answer, to lure me back into that nine to five job. However, I kept reminding myself of my why. In the case of podcasting, I wanted to pursue it because it empowered me to express myself, build meaningful relationships with the people I spoke with, share incredible stories, and inspire others to pursue their passions and dreams. In the case of life coaching, I just wanted to help people. I remember how hard it is to navigate through life's obstacles, and I just want to make that journey easier for them. Fear of dying without living. As I continued to build my podcasting and life coaching business with hopes to build something great, I asked myself, what is the price of achieving greatness, obtaining success, and perhaps even fulfilling your purpose in life. Sacrificing balance is oftentimes a price, whether that is your health, social life, hobbies, and so forth. In pursuit of my purpose in life, I feared that I would sacrifice the most important thing in life, which was relationships. And I feared that I would die without truly living. So where does this fear stem from? I've found that the root cause of this fear stems from my experience in investment banking and this entrepreneurship course I took at UCLA. So going back to my experience in investment banking, I found that it really challenged three main areas of my life, spirituality, health, and relationships. In terms of spirituality, I found the work to be very unfulfilling. And when you couple this with the strenuous long hours, it gradually chipped away at my soul over the three month internship. And there were multiple 2 a.m. nights when I'm working and I would think to myself, what am I doing with my life? And with every passing day, I felt less and less like myself. In terms of health, my average weight tends to hover around 140 pounds. But that summer, I was closer to 130 pounds. Yeah, I know. It was bad. To even give you a sense of how bad it was, my dress shirt and pants were starting to not fit anymore. And it was so bad, I was running out of holes on my belt. Like I almost needed to poke new holes on my belt just to make sure my pants fit. In terms of relationships, even though I love spending time with the people I love, I hardly hung out with my family and friends. I was only going out a handful of times that summer because I wanted to leave no stone unturned. Yet, I still failed. After I found out that I wasn't going to get a full-time job, I remember one day just taking a shower and feeling very defeated. I remember reflecting on that entire internship experience, thinking about all the sacrifices that I made just to get that one job. And then I asked myself, if I died right now, would I have any regrets? And even though a part of me could take pride in knowing that I gave it everything I possibly could, I also know a part of me would have felt regret because I basically sacrificed life itself for a job that didn't give me purpose nor fulfillment. And that's when I promised after that I wouldn't make the same mistake again, that no job That no side hustle, no business was worth sacrificing life for. All the relationships, all the memories that you could make, all the new foods you can try, places you can travel, it's not worth it. So now, flash forward to the entrepreneurship course I'm taking at UCLA. During one of the classes, they brought in a panel of entrepreneurs And a lot of them echoed the same point. You have to be 110% into your business in order to succeed. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe the business. And this reminded me of my experience with investment banking and I didn't want to make the same mistake. So I was actually scared of pursuing entrepreneurship. As a matter of fact, I didn't even want to. It was completely out of my mind. I didn't even consider it an option because I knew given my obsessive nature my pursuit in entrepreneurship and the sacrifices I would have to make would deeply affect the areas of my life that are most important to me. And that made me uncomfortable. So yeah, I was scared of entrepreneurship until I went through my self-discovery journey and found podcasting and life coaching. And so maybe things will be different now since I have a passion for these two. So I knew that with these newfound purposes in life, it was worth trying at least And overcoming my fears of dying without living. So initially, these pursuits gave me a sense of passion and purpose. And then it turned into obsessiveness. Obsession to build. Obsession to hone my craft. And as a result, I became more disconnected from life. Because I spent most of my time thinking about podcasting and life coaching. And this would naturally affect my personal relationships as well, because even my girlfriend was tired of me talking about these things. And so I was already starting to see that other areas of my life, particularly relationships, were already being affected by my pursuit in entrepreneurship. And then I thought, shit. Investment banking, podcasting, and life coaching have much more in common than I thought. There is a fine line between passion and obsessiveness. And although obsessiveness to your craft may seem like a good thing, if you over-index on it, it may lead to an imbalance to other parts of your life. Although I understand that your 20s is the optimal time to grind in your career because you have the time and energy, I also understand that your 20s is the optimal time to live life, travel, eat good food, and spend time with loved ones. Because as you get older, your time and energy become limited as your life responsibilities grow. With like buying a home, getting married, having kids, and yada yada yada. And yes, things aren't so black and white. Yes, you still can live even when you are older. But you're never promised tomorrow. Death can always come at unexpected times. And I don't want to just grind during my youth and unexpectedly die before I've really lived. So comparable to the steps that I took to dissolve my fear of failure, I developed an action plan, which looked something like this. 1. Express gratitude for every day of life 2. Define what it means to live 3. Set my non-negotiables and make time for the things that I care about, other than work like eating dinner with my family every weeknight 4. Break out of the hustle culture and 24-7 work mindset. And five, accept that I'm a multi-purpose human. I have multiple purposes in life, not just one. On top of being a podcaster and life coach, I'm also a grandson, son, brother, boyfriend, friend, and much more. From there, I just needed to give myself permission to stop working and start living. No more feeling guilty for enjoying the small things in life, like watching stand-up comedy, playing poker, or shooting hoops. And I need to be more present whenever I'm not working, because it's easy for me to sometimes just daze off and think about work. Simply put, I just need to live. In this episode, I gave an in-depth breakdown of two fears that I had and how I tackled each of them. I acknowledge that everyone has their unique fears and each one may require a different type of solution. Moreover, there is no one-size-fits-all solutions, which requires every individual to experiment with different methods to see what fits them best. But with that said, I want to share a couple of tools that I found helpful in dissolving my fears, and there are eight parts to it. One, be clear on what your fear is. Define it. 2. Let the feelings sit in your body. I know this will be uncomfortable. 3. Get to the root cause of your fear and understand where it is coming from and why you have it. Again, let the feelings sit in your body. 4. Find compassion for yourself. This is a step that shifts your mindset to a more positive one. One that is more based on faith rather than fear. Five. Identify the moments that disprove your fear. For my fear, it was identifying moments that I have succeeded instead of failed. Six, define an action plan filled with new experiences that will dissolve your fears. Seven, execute, execute, execute. And lastly, celebrate your achievements because this is what builds trust within yourself. To close, here are three questions to get the ball rolling in your journey to conquering your fears. One, what fear do you have that is keeping you from accomplishing your goals and dreams? List all of them out. Two, from this list, what are the top one to three fears that have the most impact on you? And three, what's one new experience you can give yourself to start dissolving the fear? How can you execute it now? Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If you want to connect and chat, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram at SeanDill. I would love to learn more about you, so please feel free to reach out. For those who are a fan, it would mean a lot to me if you rate and review Personal Legend on Apple Podcasts and share this show with someone who would enjoy it. You can subscribe wherever you listen. Check out the episode show notes for all of my social handles, relevant links, and transcripts of episodes. Personal Legend is hosted by Sean Dio. Music is by Jester King. Cover art is by Ho Wan and Emma Lin. As I pursue my purpose, I really hope you do the same. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Much love. Peace.